This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. The following is a Red Apple Podcast Network presentation. They say this is a big, rich town. I just come from the poet's part. Bright light city life, I gotta make it. Welcome to Dominic Carter's podcast. This is Dominic Carter's City Hall. Now, here's Dominic Carter. Red Apple Podcast, Talk Radio 77, WABC. You can listen to me, Dominic Carter, Sunday nights, 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. and weeknights at midnight. We are living in modern day trying times throughout the world. Sometimes it's hard to remember good outweighs bad. But here is one proof positive example. A New York City police officer begs a suicidal man for 40 minutes not to jump to instant death from a Manhattan overpass. You are lovely, brother. I care for you, brother. Please listen to my voice. I love you, brother. I care for you, brother. You have my shoulder, brother. You know my shoulder, brother. And after standing strong for another human being in crisis, Officer Carl Fayette himself breaks down in tears. Meanwhile, the crisis deepens in the Middle East, and in some circles, it's easy to gloss over the Israeli victims. That won't happen here. This is my podcast. Let's go. Masses stormed our homes, hit people, they kidnapped many. They did not care about kidnapping elderly and children. It was extremely painful. That's freed Israeli hostage Yushevit Lifsis, an 85-year-old woman, speaking alongside her daughter via a translator the day after her release from captivity, describing her kidnapping by Hamas militants. Adding to the recent world confusion, at least throughout America, there is also the mass shooter in Maine, Richard Card, found dead from a self-inflicted gunshot wound following a two-day manhunt. The main situation brings up a familiar issue. We have all the money in the world, for example, for migrants, even paying for items down to cleaning their clothing, but not a mucho when it comes to additional beds or services for America's mentally ill. It's the same old tired record about budget cuts while we suffer with people among us that need to be institutionalized for their own good and ours. And amid the ridiculous pro-Palestinian protest, 
Grand Central Terminal shut down Friday night during the rush hour. But let's circle back and deal with the first story I mentioned. By all accounts, a positive one. Remember, police officers interact with people having the worst day of their lives. Always, always, always back the blue across the country. It is, after all, law enforcement that has our backs. NYPD officers are often abused. But the next time someone wants to be disrespectful to a police officer, a.k.a. Black Lives Matter, consider the story of Officer Carl Fayette and his partner. Officer Fayette breaks down in tears after talking a suicidal man down from a Manhattan overpass. I've been in your shoes, man. I've been in your shoes, man, right? It's not worth it, right? And listen, I'm a man, you're a man. You understand what I'm saying? And like I said, I've been, I've been in your shoes, brother, and there is solutions. You are stronger than this. Just give me a chance, brother. You are lovely, brother. I care for you, brother. Please listen to my voice. I love you, brother. I care for you, brother. You have my shoulder, brother. Lean on my shoulder, brother. I promise you, you're my friend. I promise you that we're gonna be fighting together. I promise you that I will give you the services that you need. I love you, brother. You're a beautiful man, brother. Please don't give up on me, brother. Life is beautiful, brother. You're a beautiful, brother. Life is beautiful, brother. Just listen to my voice, brother. This brought me to tears. NYPD officer Fayette breaking down emotionally after saving a life. Officer Fayette, you, your partner, those emergency services officers and the commanders that consoled you as you cried, I say thank you. You folks are heroes. Man, you have a tough job. Israel intensifying its bombing of Gaza. Israel left no choice but to do this to defend itself, which requires completely destroying Hamas. People are so delusional. Hundreds of pro-Palestinian protesters packed into Grand Central Terminal during the rush hour, staging a massive sit-in. Oh, that's nice partially shutting down service for Metro North, leading to at least 100 arrests. We are supposed to believe that Israel is at fault. Israel is not at fault. Stop the nonsense. To critics of Israel, put this in your pipe and smoke it. Bragging about killing Jews caught on tape a chilling conversation between a Hamas savage terrorist and his father in which he brags about killing 10 civilians during the Hamas massacre. To that monster, we'll see if you continue to see things that way amid the bombing. There is a place in hell reserved for you and your parents. Ayaba. 
طب انا قاعد اكلمك من جوب بسيم افتح الواتس تبع اقول له وين شوف كيف قتله شوف كيف قتلت بيدي يابا ابنك قتل يهود هاي دخل مفلسين يابا يابا قاعد اكلمك من جوال يهوديه قتلتها وقتلت جوزها عشره بيدي يابا قتلت عشره يابا عشره بيدي قتلت يابا افتح الواتس شوف كيف قتلت يابا This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. The call was initiated October 7th from the phone of an Israeli woman who was killed by the Hamas terrorists moments prior. Remarkable and disgusting. He's quoted as stating, Dad, I'm calling you from the phone of a Jew. I just killed her and her husband with my own hands. I killed 10, Dad. The father says, Allah, keep you. Oh, my son, God bless you. The brother and mother eventually joined the call with the Hamas terrorist stating, I wish I was with you. Back to freed 85-year-old Israeli citizen Yushevet Lifsis, the senior citizen, spoke to reporters the day after her release from captivity. Alongside her daughter, she described her kidnapping by Hamas militants as hell. The male voice you're about to hear is obviously the translator, and she starts with the fence along the Gaza line that was supposed to protect Israeli citizens. They blew up the fence, the electronic fence that was built for two and a half billion dollars. It did not, to no avail. Masses stormed our homes, hit people, they kidnapped many. They did not care about kidnapping elderly and children. It was extremely painful. They brought us to the entrance. When I laid on the motorcycle, I was on the side. And on the way, they beat me. They didn't break my limbs, but it was extremely painful for me. I will repeat what she said. We are not, we are not taking questions at this point. Um, okay. My mom is telling the horrific stories. She is saying that many, many people, a swarm of people, came through the fence. That the fence cost two and a half billion shekels, and it didn't help even a little bit. 
My mom is saying that she was taken on the back of a motorbike with her body, uh, with her legs on one side and her head on another side. That she was taken through the plowed fields with a man in front on one side and a man behind her. And that while she was do being taken, she was hit by uh, sticks by a shabab. Yeah, Shabab people. Until they reached the tunnels. There, there they walked for a few kilometers on the wet ground. There are a huge, um, huge um, network of tunnels underneath. It looks like a spider web. The 85-year-old woman speaking from a wheelchair at a hospital in Tel Aviv, Israel. She lived less than two miles from Israel's border with Gaza. Other innocent victims. What about Long Island native 28-year-old Natalie Sanadaji, who survived the music festival massacre where 260 people were killed? She is stunned by what she calls anti-Semitism protest at home, stating she feels safer in Israel than in the U.S., Describing in this interview with the Fox News Channel her emotional state. Still in shock. Um, as a survivor, it's almost hard to believe that you were there, that you went through all of that. When you see all the posts every day of all the people that were missing and are now found dead, it just feels very surreal that that could have been you. Yeah, I can only imagine. So you went to this music festival, you were in Israel for a wedding, mm -hmm. and then decided to go with a group of friends. When did you realize this, what was going on and the severity of the situation? Something I want to point out is it took a while to realize the severity, I think because of the fact that it was in Israel. Yeah. If you can imagine, it was thousands of children at a music festival, and suddenly rockets are being intercepted over our heads and from the group of people I was with, I was the only American. So I looked to everyone else to see their reaction, to see how I should react. And one of the girls came to me, she was like, it's okay because of the area we're in, this happens sometimes. Maybe it'll just be a few, it's gonna pass. Maybe the party will continue. I don't think anywhere else in the world you would have rockets intercepting over your head at a party and you would think, oh, it's gonna pass, it'll be fine. Um, so because of the fact that they grow up in war, that they're used to this, that this is something that they've all seen before, not to this extent, obviously, but they've had rockets been intercepted over their heads before they've gone into bomb shelters. Because of that, it took us much longer to realize the severity of the situation. In any other country, these kids would have ran for their lives as soon as they saw that. 28-year-old Natalie Sanadaji again from our area in that interview with the Fox News Channel. She also talked about two mistakes she made that almost cost her her life. One, trying to drive away from the Israeli concert 
at the advice of security officials. At first, when we were trying to drive out of the campgrounds, there wasn't any gunfire yet. Um, the security of the party told us to drive in a certain direction. They were trying to get everyone out safely. Most of them died trying to get us out safely. Then they told us to turn around and drive in another direction. That's when we kind of realized that there was something off, that maybe it was more than just rockets. And then they started yelling at everyone to please pull their cars over to the side of the dirt road mm -hmm. and to start get out and run. Because the fact that we were so many cars in a small area made us very easy targets. Um, and we just sat in our cars for a second. We didn't understand why they're telling us to get out. And then when we heard the first gunshots, that's when we opened our doors and just started running. Yeah. Um, kids were running in all directions. Nobody knew what direction was the direction of safety. Every decision you made had to be a split second decision right. that could have either saved you or gotten you killed. Um, at a certain point, we passed this ditch and a bunch of kids were hiding in this ditch and me and my friends contemplated getting in inside the ditch as well and hiding from the gunmen. Um, and then my friend said, don't do it. If they come and they see us in the ditch and they're above us, we have nowhere to run. Right. We kept running and we later found out that all the kids who stayed are no longer with us. A 28-year-old child, Natalie Sanadaji, talking to the Fox News Channel. Just stop for a minute and think about how difficult life is for Israeli citizens. Another near-fatal mistake she made was going to the restroom at the concert. Since all of this has happened, it's, like I said, it's been very hard for me to realize that, like, I was there, that that could have been me, but... When we were leaving the grounds, I had asked my friends, do you think I have a moment to go to the bathroom? It'll probably be a few hours until we get home. And they said, yeah, go. And I went to the bathroom stalls by the exit of the campgrounds. And then yesterday I saw this video online of the terrorists coming and shooting at those bathrooms, most likely moments after I was there. And to just realize that I could have been in those stalls, I could have been shot at, was very hard to see. Imagine walking in the shoes of that 28-year-old young lady, Natalie Sanadaji, and the people of Israel, for that matter. The Long Island native survived the Israeli Music Festival, but 260 others did not. There is also concern right here on American soil. Former House Speaker Kevin McCarthy said it best, appearing on NBC. I'm concerned about a cell sitting inside America today. We just caught 18 people just last month on the FBI terrorist watch list coming across our border. More than 160 have done it this year, a record breaking. When we're looking around the Middle East and the uprisings popping up around Europe and others, they could be sleeper cells right now in America, but this administration hasn't done nothing to change what's happening on the southern border. Kevin McCarthy should still be speaker. The man did a decent job considering the deeply divided Republican caucus. House Republicans elected Congressman Mike Johnson of Louisiana as speaker. The challenge before us is great, but the time for action is now, and I will not let you down.
Johnson is known for his soft-spoken demeanor and lack of enemies among the Republican caucus. He's a Trump ally and was a key congressional figure in the failed efforts to overturn the 2020 election. The new speaker now faces pressing issues, including a potential budget shutdown, and lawmakers must also consider aid to Ukraine and Israel. And that is all the time we have for this episode. Thank you, folks, for joining us. If you are interested in my remarkable book on my life titled No Mama's Boy or even the Dominic Carter bobblehead doll, go to my website, all one word, DominicCarterOnline.com, DominicCarterOnline.com. If you order the book at my website rather than Amazon, I can personally sign it for you. You can catch me on 77 WABC weeknights, midnight to 1 a.m. Go check out the Dominic Carter merchandise at the 77 WABC store from Dominic Carter t-shirts to hats and much more. Go to WABCRadioStore.com. Also, follow me on YouTube where you will see videos from me about this podcast and the radio show, youtube.com forward slash Dominic Carter. We will see you the next time. Dominic Carter, Red Apple Podcast, Talk Radio 77, WABC. Dominic Carter Socials on Twitter at Dominic TV and Facebook and Instagram. Dominic Carter TV. Email at Dominic.Carter at WABCRadio.com. Until the next episode, be well. And as Dominic always says, stay positive. The glass is always half full, never half empty. Dominic Carter City Hall. City Hall.